You're listening to your Who's the Bad Man NBA podcast with David and Kane. Kane, before the show, you asked me, how good is DeMar DeRozan? I want to start off this show by giving you the opportunity now to officially apologize <laughs> to Raptors legend DeMar DeRozan. I think actually he's gone better with the Spurs. I, I think that's the case. He was, he was like a feeble, fledgling like player in Toronto, and he's taking it to another level. Uh, his game is taking it to another level in San Antonio. I just, I just like how good he is at two point. Like he's un- unapologetically good at shooting mid range shots. Like he doesn't care about expanding his range. He doesn't really care about you know shooting from the logo. He's not like that. He he drives in. He stops on a dime, and he pulls up. And, and hits like a sweet 18 footer. I didn't hear anything you just said because it's missing the key words, I'm sorry. Did I hear that? I didn't hear that. Can you just repeat yourself, please? Go ahead. Uh, I didn't, no, because I didn't. I didn't say. I'm <laughs> okay, I'm sorry that I didn't say I'm sorry. Because, you know. Can you have disrespected DeMar DeRozan, my hero? For too long, I told you he should be the first Raptor who has his jersey retired. I even let myself think about potentially statue candidate. <laughs> and if you recall, you, what you told me is that they should retire his jersey in the bathroom and that they should make urinal cakes of DeMar DeRozan. I'm not talking about the Raptors though. Yeah, based on his career in Toronto. I'm talking about right now in, 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 in San Antonio. He's, he's playing, I don't know, he's just, he's, I, I like it. I like the way he's playing. He's clutch as well. Like the way he, I think it was against the Washington game, it's like a clutch, um, a clutch, uh, uh, two pointer to kind of finish that off. Including the recent overtime game against Boston, they lose a tough game, a tough game against Miami. They beat Washington in overtime. They beat New Orleans like mm. in a very close game too. I think that was also a a clutch shot that he made against the Pelicans. Um, yeah, I just think uh, he's, he's. I mean, as uh, more recently, I suppose, but yeah, he's he's been playing so well. I like it. I like the way he's redeemed himself from his sorry uh, Raptors days when he was like a. Okay. The, the, say uh, say no more. Say no more. He wasn't bad, but he just wasn't. He's good now. He's good now. So let's just appreciate that. Let's appreciate where he's at right now. Well, I guess if we're talking tomorrow, we have to mention the Celtics game uh, this past week, which is probably one of the highlight games of the week. Could have been a great DeMar DeRozan story uh, until Rudy Gay inexplicably <laughs> threw the ball to the other team for, for some reason. <laughs> and like in the last few seconds of overtime. Did he think he was a referee? He was like, jump ball! <laughs> <laughs> Obviously the headline is Jason Tame scoring 60. You did watch it though, so... Oh, what did you think? Jason Tatum is legit. The more controversial question is whether we think the Celtics are legit. Can just on the Jason Tatum topic of if he's legit or not, do you think Devin Booker is legit? Devin Booker, oh, actually, that just remind me. I have to ask you, does what? he wear mascara? Have you noticed that? I think he just has luscious, luscious eye, 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 eyelashes. He just has like really thick eyelashes. It's not just the eyelashes, like the... What do you call the, th- the eyelash like beneath your eye? He literally looks like a fucking raccoon out there. <laughs> I don't know if that's natural. I mean, if it's la- natural respect, that's like people put on makeup to get that look. He's a good looking dude. But he has naturally, he's got so thick of, uh, he's blessed with these great features, right? Where he doesn't have to do that. All right, okay. Because um, okay. he, yeah. he looks like a Just... drag out there. 
<laughs> you accuse me of of loving Devin Booker. Well, it's not, I don't think he's wearing for you, to be honest. I think it's more for Dilo. <laughs> but like, if you're going to, well, one, my point is, if you're going to say Jason Tatum's game's legit because he's able to score a lot of points, being like the primary scorer on the Celtics, wouldn't you say at least in previous years Devin Booker has always been legit? Since he's always been able to put like great num even great numbers than Jason Tatum has ever had, he he he's put up seventy ga- seventy points before for a sorry Suns team. So you know what I mean, like, and you never gave much. No, I never to did. Because you always kind of thought he was a volume shooter on a bad team, right? To be fair, that wasn't just me, right? No one else was giving the Suns re- any respect. <laughs> Yeah, because you didn't watch the Suns. Yeah, because they kept losing. No, who's going to watch like a bottom feeder team, YMCA team? Mm. Sa- saying yeah. that now they're first in the West. <laughs> they're number one in the West. Um, that makes people look at Devin Booker a whole lot different, including myself. MVP conversation almost. He's like he's 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 getting close to that MVP conversation for sure. Yeah, so I'm not biased that way. Look, if you're producing like that, if you're winning, then shame on me. Shame on me for not giving him respect. Okay. Thing is, I don't really know how to evaluate Devin Booker because this is the first time I've seen this and it's caught me by surprise. I don't think people were expecting this, right? Because you can't tell me that people thought by adding, like last season, I said that the Suns were getting to the playoffs. I was high on the Suns. But Mm. when I was saying that, I wasn't thinking number one seed. That's a whole different story. Um, And you can't... Yeah. To be fair, they almost didn't make the playoffs with the bubble player play as well. They're undefeated in the bubble. So they almost did actually make the playoffs. And early in that season, they played really well, which is what made me, I was really high on the Suns. Mm. <laughs> but you can't tell me that the only difference is adding Chris Paul this season. Mm. Chris Paul, obviously important piece, mm. but that's, that's mm. actually disrespecting Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and the other, the other players on that team. So I think there's something happening. This playoffs is when we actually see what he's really made of. I think like when you look at the numbers, obviously Devin Booker is it's like a big reason why they're doing so well. But it's not this it's like it's not the biggest reason. Do you know what I mean? Because this is basically the same team they had last year. And sure they played well towards the end. But I just think Chris Paul is that important. Like I know he only is probably averaging like, I don't know, seventeen points and nine assists or eight assists, which aren't great numbers for like a first in the West kind of thing. But Chris Paul has meant everything to this team. Like he's really the heart and soul of of this experience that they're going through. And uh, I just don't think Devin Booker knew, knows it's just like what the Pelicans are doing. They're so talented. If you if you put Chris Paul on that team, they'll probably make they're probably first in the West to be honest, like with that type of talent. Um but they don't know how to win. They don't know how to close out fourth quarters and it, it's it's clear like, you know, uh, even in the recent game against the Timberwolves, they had to eke out an overtime win against the freaking Timberwolves, a, a team that's like probably going to get first pick in the lotter in in the in the draft next season. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not saying the Suns are as bad. I, I don't know. Like they're about the same, to be honest. I think talent level. It's just that Chris Paul is just such a big motivator of, uh, for this team uh, and just does all the little intangible things like leadership and I personally think Chris Paul could add a lot of value on the Houston Rockets <laughs> if only if only if only he just didn't listen he just didn't um, listen <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah so just back to it so yeah Tatum I agree he's legit um is the Celtics are the Celtics uh, 
a good other Celtics are are the Celtics going to make a run in the playoffs? Is really the question, right? Because we know they're a good team. They're a good team, in like in absolute terms. Like, are they good or bad? They're good, but like, can they make a run in the playoffs? Uh, probably not. Eh? Like, it's unlikely to be, that they can beat. Can they beat the Bucks? No, they can't beat the Bucks. Can they beat the Bucks? They they barely. They, I don't think they beat or, Orlando. <laughs> So they don't have a chance then. If they can't beat the Bucks, then they don't have a chance against Philly or Brooklyn. I don't think so. I don't think so. That Celtics team that made it to the finals, the Eastern Finals, I think that that era is over. That team was also stacked. They had like a prime Al Horford, a prime one. I don't know about Gordon Hayward because he was injured, but like they had Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Kemba Walker, and then not Kemba Walker. Terry Rozier, like that team was absolutely stacked, <laughs> and they couldn't beat Giannis. Well, yeah, it's because. And the, you know, and the, okay, and the... I won't get into. I won't. Uh, what? I won't... <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what? Kyrie Irving. This layoff. This is on, this Kyrie on Irving was fucking having a, a aneurysm. He thought he was on the playground. <laughs> He's like, Giannis, I got you. I got Giannis. Clear it out. <laughs> Giannis just like drove and dunked over. <laughs> you know, you should really watch tape rather than like just accuse me of hating Kyrie. You should really watch the, those, that tape from that series. I watched it. What are you talking about? That was just a bad playoff series. Well, right now they'll be locked against the Bucks, the third and the sixth seed. Um, the Bucks are third and the Celtics are currently sixth. But they're tied with the Heat right now. I mean, I don't really know exactly so. what is wrong with the Celtics other than you know, our standard answer, which is karma. Because I know that they're not as stacked as that team a couple of seasons ago. But if you look at their roster, it's not just Tatum, it's still Brown, right? He's like fucking balling. Smart. You still have Marcus Smart there. You have Kemba Walker. I know he's injured, but that's real talent as well. And they had a lot of, they've had a lot of good draft picks in terms of positioning, but they didn't really pan out at all. And this is feeds into our whole thing around karma, right? That they couldn't convert on a lot of those draft picks. It hasn't worked out for them. Um, but at this point, when I look at the East, I see other teams getting better, and I just see them still unable to convert on their talents. At worst, they'll finish seventh. There's no way that they'll slip to the eighth seed. Uh, there's a chance, but because the Hornets got Lamella back, and Lamella, uh, the Hornets are eighth right now. Unlikely the Celtics slip be- behind the Hornets, but... It's it's possible, but still unlikely. So, it's just between the Heat and the Celtics to get out of that that play-in spot. Given one game, I picked the Hornets over the Celtics. It's not a game; it's like two and a half games. I'm saying, like, if it was in a play-in tournament situation, yeah. it's clo- like I, I don't agree, but it's much closer, like, than you would hope for if you're a Celtics fan. Like, it's not like a easy answer. Like, I would still pick the Celtics, but yeah, you're right that it's not like a it's not a gimme. Well, let me ask you this then. Do you think, regardless of which team they play, do you think the Celtics can uh, get past the first round? No, no way. Because they're going to, go, they're basically going to go up against the Nets, the Sixers, or the Bucks. Like that's the bottom line. They're, in the first round, they're going to be versing the Nets, the Sixers, or the Bucks, in whichever order they end up with. Like that's that's a fact. Unless they can get to the fourth or fifth seed, uh, which is possible. Once again, they're only half a game behind the Hawks, and I don't trust the Hawks that much more than the Celtics, but like the Knicks, I think are pretty f- firmly in that four spot. So like good for the Knicks, but I, yeah, I, 
I don't know. It's possible that they they get to the fifth seed still. Who knows? There's still a long way to go. There's still like nine. Let's games assume to go, so. that the Celtics get themselves into the playoff situation, the play-in tournament situation. Oh, they fall back to the seventh seed, eighth seed. You know, given one game, do you think they're better than Miami? No, not not like Miami's full like team with Bam and Jimmy Butler and Goran. Like that's that's too much. There's no player on the Celtics that can that can counter Bam. One game, do you think they're better than the Washington Wizards? It depends, but it's close. I I would probably give it to the Wizards to be honest. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. The Celtics are in just, trouble. Just because, yeah, just because Russell and Bradley Beal on any like if the if the if the circumstances are right can tear up any team. And Westbrook's been playing out of his mind. What's the record he's going for? Like he's going to break his own triple double record? It's no cakewalk for Celtics, right? If they get themselves in the playing tournament, because in that situation when everything's on the line. It's not about Washington Wizards advancing second round or anything. It's about getting their respect. And I'm pretty sure Bradley Beal and Westbrook will be highly, highly motivated to get themselves into the playoffs to prove a point. You know what that means, though, if the Wizards actually make the playoffs, if they actually punch a ticket into the playoffs? It means Bradley Beal's going to be less motivated to ask for a trade this offseason. He's going to want to stay with Russell Westbrook in Washington. That's okay. That's okay. There's no flexibility on this team to move and to get better because Russell Westbrook is still owed like another 40, 90 million dollars for the next two, two years. What are his chances Bradley Beal can get himself to the Lakers? Oh, okay, I guess it's not possible because the Lakers have no draft picks and no players that they would want. But like cap-wise, yeah, I guess it's possible if you traded your entire roster for Bradley Beal. Okay, well then I don't care where Bradley Beal ends up. He can retire for all I care. <laughs> so if there's a chance that Bradley Beal ends up on the maybe the Clippers what's even worse actually if, if all you care about is Bradley Beal no is that what you care just the city right <laughs> okay you're joking huh that's what you want it's not, not really about the Lakers or Clippers it's about, it's about LA right <laughs> it's about LeBron James the greatest MVP oh, of all time what what if uh, Jerry West lures LeBron James to to the Clippers. Then I'll go go Clippers. <laughs> you said that with the tear. You're crying. I'm not crying. I don't care about the Lakers if they had no LeBron. I wasn't following the Lakers. Don't do it. I mean, Lakers, I, I just, the thing about the Lakers to me was always like, he, he went there obviously not to win a championship. Like that would have been nice. But if he never won a championship, just being with the Lakers and being around that brand and I don't know, you know, having that mis mistake of playing for the Lakers, that's what he really wanted. Winning the championship wasn't his like absolute priority. No, I think he. I think it was a priority. It was a priority, but I'm saying the absolute. It wasn't his biggest. I don't know. Like he had other really big motivators to come to the Lakers because he could have just gone to the Clippers then with that you know to that with that logic. We we're talking about whether he's the greatest player of all time, and you were trying to associate him with the Clippers. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my point. You you you're denigrating the Clippers just because they haven't won as much. You do realize the the Clippers don't even have their own gym, right? They play in the Lakers facilities. Uh, not not for long. They rent from the Lakers, <laughs> like they they cover up. They rent. They pay. <laughs> they pay rent to. You realize to, they uh, have GD to Boss. cover up the. Uh, the Lakers' 17 championships when they play their home games. I think they also cover up the, the Blake Griffin jersey that they've retired. <laughs>
Um, but you know, like, you know who doesn't agree with you? Kwai and Paul George, two guys that claim that growing up in LA, their favorite team was the Clippers. I can't read Kwai's mind. Okay. Paul George as well. Paul George said he grew up as a grew up a Clippers fan. Well, let's just check that. Maybe he had too much coffee that day. <laughs> Maybe he was confused. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to say about Kawhi? Right, he, he's unknowable. Like I agree, he probably doesn't care. He doesn't care at all whether it's the Clippers or the Lakers. I mean, he's from San Diego. As long as he's close yeah. to yeah. Los Angeles or close to San Diego, he doesn't care. In fact, he still lives in San Diego. Apparently, one of the the rubs last year was the fact that some team members felt some way about him flying in all the time from San Diego to practice, and they had to wait on him. Mm. Yeah, true. The Clippers are, yeah. a, in that sense, a great place for Kawhi. It's a clean slate. He gets to build his own legacy. Paul George, I mean, I don't know. This guy threw a party to announce he's staying with OKC. So I, I, don't, I don't know. What's... I think that was okay, Russell Westbrook's well. party, but yeah. Well, yeah, so just to recap the Western Conference standings, we got the Jazz and the Suns uh, and the Nuggets in third, who beat the Clippers recently. And then we got the Mavs and the Lakers, and the Lakers are in danger of falling out of, of the sixth seed. And LeBron's back, and AD's back, so, you know, maybe they can, they have a little bit more playing time to gel together and win a couple of games, but yeah, it's, I don't know, it's not looking good right now because the Blazers have won a, you know, a few games in a row and the Lakers have lost a few games in a row now. Like, yeah, I've tried not to think about this too much, the rankings, just because it's, like you said, it can get very hairy very quickly for the Lakers. They don't have a, like, a too tough schedule, though. Like, I looked at the schedule and it looks okay to me, but people have said they have the toughest remaining schedule. Not the toughest, but I mean, they still got Denver, LA, Portland, Phoenix. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I guess for the tough games. But yeah, like out of the nine remaining games, four of them are against elite elite teams in the NBA. I do think they need a bit of luck. The Mavs are on a really hot streak right now. They've won, what, four or five in a row now. And I do think the yeah. Lakers need them to start losing a little if, there's, if they want a chance. Yeah, the crazy thing, that they were like, a few games back before, like before the Lakers losing streak, like way back when they did that, the two games in like, you know, two nights or how many nights it was, um, the Mavs swept that, that little kind of um, two, two game journey. But like, they're really caught up. Now they're tied in the standings um, with the same record, but they got the tiebreaker. And like you said, like they've won a bunch of games in a row now. And the best thing, you know, the, I, let's, I wanna see the schedule. They got, uh, a fairly easy, a fairly easy remaining schedule. They got Sacramento, Miami. They got Brooklyn. That'll be tough. But then they got two games against Cleveland, Memphis, Pelicans, Toronto, and Minnesota. So there's no Denver. There's no Portland. There's no um, hmm. you know Clippers. There's no Jazz. There's no elite teams in in that schedule. So compared to the Lakers' schedule, I, I think the Mavs probably will lock up that fifth seed. And potentially the Lakers will keep the sixth seed, which should be okay, but then they'll be versing the Lakers. Um, sorry, the Lakers will be versing the Clippers in the first round of the playoffs. It'll be fun. I want to see that I want to see that series. I definitely don't want to see that. And uh, I have been listening to I've I've started to listen to Wendy now, and um they were saying that um poor George has been playing through an injury like this entire season. So I gotta I gotta respect that. 
Uh, I mean, who knows? That's the thing. He's one of. I mean, who knows? It, it, that, that's 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 a fact. They had a toe injury. Team doctors uh, support the fact that he, you know, has had had a fracture fracture in his toe or whatever the, the significance right. of the toe right. injury is. But he had, he had to play. He has had to pay, play through that. Uh, that so pain. yes, I haven't read that. Um, if that's the case, obviously. Have you ever had to play on a toe injury, <laughs> no. David? Huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, don't, don't make me know. feel bad. Don't make me feel bad, Kay. I'm not as good a person as you, Kay. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, every star player has haters. It's just more like, yeah, like who's the most trolled? Who's the most like constantly trolled? And yeah, I think it is poor George for whatever reason. Like you said, because he created his own nickname that he was like big time in the playoffs. Um, and I guess that coffee thing and stuff that like lends itself to memes and, and internet abuse. And using that well-known big massive crutch, mental illness. Yeah. <laughs> I take that back, that was a joke. That was a joke, folks, that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, it's like, it's a combination of all these things. It's not, we're picking on one thing, it's because of his nickname, it's, a because, it's because he didn't perform, it's because then he talks about mental illness after he says that he's not, you know, he's not blaming it on anything, but then he goes on this whole thing about how he was depressed in the bubble. And then it's the coffee stuff. And maybe it's just the way that he explains himself. I, I don't know, there's something about the guy, that, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I think that's part of it too. He's a bit of, he's a bit, he's, he's obviously a lot more of an open book compared to Kawhi or maybe other superstars. Like, like, yeah, so like Kevin Durant opens himself up a lot, but he backs it up because he wins games and he's, he's obviously one of the best players in the game. Paul George isn't that, like he's probably, you know, at best top 10, top 20. He's definitely top 20 probably, but like uh, he makes a lot of like more boneheaded plays. He's not like the alpha guy on, on the Clippers and... Yeah, he says he says things in, in in press conferences and in public that probably lends itself to be troll material uh, more frequently than like Kawhi and stuff like that. That's who says nothing. <laughs> so maybe he should be more like Kawhi, I guess. I don't know, but like as you know, we're not media, but like as people that consume NBA, we want someone like that, right? Like we want someone that gives us those headlines, no? I mean, it's part of the product. I enjoy the product in a lot, I think in, a more, in more ways than you do, I feel like. You focus more on the on-court product and the actual games. Yeah, just shut to the games. Yeah, and also you enjoy particularly like your team, which is the Brooklyn Net. But I enjoy on and off the court. I don't think this is actually the product though. Technically. I enjoy the product that Devin okay. Booker uses when he puts on his makeup. <laughs> <laughs> you like that product. Like you like all facets of the NBA. I'm more focused on on-court production, like the storylines that happen throughout the season with the with the play. But you're interested in like the behind the scenes and like <laughs> yeah, exactly. who's dating who. And like, who's, who's uh, team's announcer's father killed who's yeah. team's announcer's mother? And, and, and Let, let's do, like let's do uh, six degrees of DNA sharing between Devin Booker and uh, the other NBA players. I could think of a couple of Blake Griffin. <laughs> that's, not that's not how six degrees work. That's like fucking one degree. They might as well just get in a circle and touch their dicks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Sorry. We're going to touch on Kevin Love here for a second here. Too depressing. 
clearly his time in Cleveland is over. I don't know if Cleveland realizes this. He's trying to send some very strong messages. He has some sort of mental breakdown during a game. Not literally, but figuratively. And just kind of like, kind of. I don't know, what did he do? He like rolled the ball inbounds to, to the other team? <laughs> yeah, basically. He like the ref passed him the ball to inbound the ball and then he just like swatted it like a volleyball. And it just like bounced onto the court. Aimlessly. He didn't even swap it at his own teammates. He just like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he just like kind of hit it in in bounds, and then uh, I think it was a rap. It was against the Raptors, and then the Raptor player like like grabbed it and shot a three pointer straight away. Casually swatted in bounds, but the Raptor players were so even though they've they've like sucked this whole season, they can't even make the playoffs. Yeah. But like they're so, they were so switched on, like they didn't like, they weren't confused at all, right? Yeah. <laughs> They weren't, yeah, exactly. It wasn't just like just it grabbing it and running to the basket. They actually made a pass, right, to an open player. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was like a play. Like recognizing the situation and quickly recognizing it to take advantage of uh, it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, totally. I, I think maybe just living and being in Tampa, that's like rubbing off on them. Okay. City okay. of Champions. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Look, they're not making the playoffs. Like, <sighs> I think this... Um, I think it shows like they got good leadership. You know, like Kyle Lowry is, is a good leader. Um, he's obviously not the player he used to be, but he, he, he and, and, and Fred Van Vliet, you know, making new contracts, still getting good numbers. I think it shows like, you know, they're well coached and everything like that. Like they, they're, not, they're still battling hard. They, they're you know, playing games hard, but they're just not winning games because I don't know, Pascal Siakam sucks. I don't even know anymore. He's not as good as he, he's, mm. he hasn't improved more than he, sh- he should be at this point, I guess. Um, I don't even know why we talk about Toronto. Okay. I don't care about Toronto. So much But disrespect. I just think, like, uh, Kyle Lowry is, like, even though they have good leadership and, and, and good chemistry as a team, uh, is probably the end of the Raptors' nucleus. Like, Lowry is probably going to get traded this offseason. They're probably going to do right by him and trade him to a winning team, like the Sixers, where he's from. Mm. The, he's from Philadelphia. And, like, I don't know, maybe they... Carve oh, okay, out urinal okay, kick okay. of DeMar DeRozan okay. just to like represent this, the 2021 <sighs> so season. So disrespectful. You know, I've let myself dream a little and think about ways of getting DeMar DeRozan back in Toronto. I already told you how they could get DeMar DeRozan back. How? Is this a real situation? Okay. <laughs> you know, you, you, you tell me I'm disrespectful to players, okay? This is, I don't know what DeMar has ever done to you. No, I'm just trolling you. I'm just trolling you. I love DeMar. I don't even care if they don't really win with him. Do right by DeMar. Yeah, he did. Is DeMar not a free agent after this year? He must be close, right? It feels like he's been signed for like a long time now, right? Yeah, yeah, he's unrestricted next, next season. He's, Let's go, he's bring him back to Toronto. He's in his last year of his deal. Bring him back. Yeah, like probably for a minimum deal though, right? He's got still value. He's definitely it. Okay, that was a joke, that was a joke. Yeah, he's got value. Yeah, he's got value. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. He's a starter on any team. You put him on any team, mm. he's, he's going to be the starter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I can't think of a single team he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be starting on. To wrap up on this Kevin Love and Cavs story, um, what, what should they do? Like, I guess <laughs> they just trade him, but... He still has two more years. He's still got two more years on his oh, next God. deal. Just, like, free him. Just please free him. Uh, <laughs> just buy him out. It is possible, actually. They could buy him out because he's so depressed. At this point, like, this should be illegal. This is like mental torture. He's already come out and said he's got mental problems. 
Like at some point, he's going to come out and sue the Cavs. I just think it, it, this it, he's a Cali oh. kid, right? He was born in yeah, he grew up yeah, in California, right? No, no. My point is, my point is like he got dropped mm. to Minnesota, and then he went to Cleveland. Like I think it's time for a break. He needs to go to Sunshine. He needs like he's he's won a championship, which is all good, which is very good. He earned that championship, and now he's been a good soldier for a while now, and you know been the 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 rock at Cleveland, but now it's you know starting to crack that rock. So I think it's good to send that rock to uh, to like LA or some sunny the Lakers. Florida or something like that. Uh, I don't know, and not, maybe not Lakers, maybe like a Phoenix or something. I like that. I like that. That could work. Phoenix is a winner now. The problem with Kevin Love is that his contract. You said you said that he shot multiple year. They'll buy him out. I think it would buy him out. I don't think anyone would trade for him. I mean, look, Dan Gilbert, like, is, is he going to do it? I don't know. He's, he comes across as, like, a vindictive, angry person. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like, if you don't buy out your 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 iconic players, that's just bad bad karma coming your way. You know what I mean? Like, you have to do it. It's, it's a bad look for your team. It's bad look. Agents won't want to do business. Exactly. So. You're, you're torturing the guy, okay? This is, like, not the first time that Kevin Love has, like, acted up on the court where he's just, like, stopped playing. Like, quite yeah. obviously, stop playing. He's won a yeah. championship there. Just do right by him. Yeah, he's earned it. He's earned it. Well, what do you think about the argument? Like, people say, like, get over it. You make millions of dollars. Just go out and do your job. Personally, I do feel mental wellness is incredibly important. was. <laughs> and I, I know that we talked about this offline before this show around mental illness. And I just feel like the... The, the issue of mental illness is, is more than meets the eye. And it can't be just, oh, you're not feeling well? All is forgiven. I don't care if, mental, if Kevin Love was having a panic attack, right? You can't, then maybe he should retire. I don't, he can't be just throwing the ball inbounds like that. Okay. David, 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 you're missing the point. The point about this conversation is, is that you can't paint all mental illness with a with the same brushstroke. Every form of mental illness is different. So the, the point is, is that if someone comes forward to you with some type of mental illness that they're depressed or whatever, they're feeling down, is to not trivialize it, tri- trivialize it. And maybe it is trivial at the end of the day, but it's just, just to take on that conversation and take it seriously, and then case by case basis, see what you're dealing with. But you can't, like in the old days, it was the default, was like, oh, just take a panadol, like, oh, just, uh, just harden the fuck up. Like, it's it's not a real thing. Like, that was the old way of thinking. Now we're saying, talk to us. Let's, 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 approach, let's approach this problem together and maybe we can solve it quickly or maybe it, it, it takes therapy or, you know, medication or whatever down the road. But everyone's different. Everyone's dealing with something different. And just because you're a professional athlete doesn't exclude you from that anguish possibly so it's just about having the conversation you know at the end of the day that's not the end of it it can't end with talking i'm sure kevin love has talked with the front office no no it's not the end it's the beginning that's what i'm saying before in the old days that conversation never was allowed because it's a stigma right but now i'm saying to commence the healing we need to begin with talking taking an organizational standpoint of view don't don't think about it from an organizational stance. Cleveland Cavaliers are not the mental institute. 
they're paying this guy $30 million. Yeah, don't think about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Don't think about the NBA owners and their deep pockets. Think about the players and what they're dealing with. I'm just saying that like Kevin Love and uh, I think it was Kevin Love. and I can't remember if he was like one of the first, but when he wrote in the Players' Tribune to talk about depression, and I guess he also openly admitted that he was feeling depressed. Um, it was more just to uh, start a campaign to begin uh, these conversations around this topic that used to be around, like used to have a lot of stigma around it, and people that dealt DeMar with depression had a lot of as well, right? So I, 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 yeah. I mean, that's right. Yeah. I don't want to come across someone that's not sympathetic or don't support that. I totally support that. What I'm saying is, when you see it translated on court or in the locker room in some ta more in some tangible way, and I'm not saying that he did this for because of mental illness that he he like kind of gave up on his team, but let's just say that it's it's affecting his professionalism. At some at some point, where where do you draw the line where the it's not the Cleveland Cavaliers like responsibility to you have a job there, right? They're hiring you. They're paying you to do a certain job, and there's an expectation there for you to do that job, right? To the best of your, your abilities. So if you can't do that job, then it's not all is forgiven. Maybe you should give back half your half your salary. But it's not something you have to give forgive. It's like, it's like let's just say, God forbid, Kevin Love got a uh, 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 yeah. uh, kidney cancer. And 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 he was, and then like he was playing badly, and then you're like, oh, okay, well, we were paying you to do a job, so you know it's it's your fault that you got this like disease, like you know, it's like we still expect you to go and do your job, Dude, like so you want the organization to not like care that he has this, uh, this this disease that 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 he has, and like he should just deal with it on his own. If he had cancer like that, he would be out of the league and he certainly would not be tradable anymore. And no team would be looking for him, his services. It's not illegal to have, we're wrong to have mental illness or be, for, be, to be dealing with this, but don't like make it sound like that has no impact on team decisions, on what, how you're perceived. Okay, that's, that's a fair point. As an example, like talk about the, the guy that the Rockets drafted, Royce White. He had an anxiety problem or a mental issue, and he mm. refuses to mm. get on a plane. Daryl Morey has come out publicly and has said on record that he was, he was the biggest NBA bust in history because he didn't play a single mm. game. He didn't play a single game, not because he's injured, but because of, of these issues. Mm. Former first-round pick. This was a public issue as well. This was a public issue as well. He right, he admitted. Yeah, he was like accusing the Rockets of like uh, hiding mental issues and like suppressing mental issues. Or at this point, like, what do you want the team to say? What do you should should they should they uh, still like keep Royce White in their on the roster? But that's 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 my point. You don't know how mental illness affects people to to the extent that they could possibly not even play a game of basketball because it like just regardless of how talented they are because of these issues it's like an injury like anything injuries are preventing them from going to the court because they physically mm. can't play well then it's very possible that being depressed w will have an impact on you not being able to play mentally okay right emotionally right, right it's right. the same thing 
obviously it's it yeah it's not physical but it's still something that can prevent you from playing so does that mean you shouldn't draw someone just because they're depression or because they're an acl yeah possibly because you're right given the information uh that's why michael porter a talented player slid to 15th by the, and, and got dropped by nuggets because he had a broken back or something he needed a year to rehab his back and that's why he wasn't drafted in the top five so that's up to the team if they're willing to make that um that investment um but to you know like Karis LeVert when he got cancer mm. the paces just cut him because he got cancer like you know you just wait and see and you know see how you can deal with it because everyone is different and every case is different and if you can deal with it uh, in that time that you're willing to give them then sweet if not then yeah you're right you'll get he, he won't play in the NBA but that's just his journey that's that's his life that he'll have to deal with but you know, if you're willing to give that support, if NBA and the NBA teams are willing to give that support because you could one day see him play again, then of course, and that's all part of it. That's all, that's all part and parcel. That's the point of the end. But the point is like mental illness isn't just something that is like a wish-washy sort of thing. It's, it's a real disease. It's, 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 it's something that really affects people like to the point where they can't play. And we can't take it less seriously because we can't see it or because we don't, it doesn't show up in, a, in an MRI. We have to take it seriously, even if it's frivolous in, in the end, you know, we have to take it seriously at first. I have to say, Kane, you have educated me today in this yes. because yes. this actually makes a lot of sense to me. What you're saying is when I look at Kevin Love and let's just say he blames his own mental illness, that he's not really motivated. Yeah, if he does. He hasn't, but... Let's, he hasn't, but yeah. just like he did. What I see is a perfectly healthy and capable player to play, physically play basketball. But where you're saying is don't view necessarily mental illness in that really constrained and limited view. View it as just as if he injured his, his leg or ankle. Are you gonna, are you gonna force them to play yeah, exactly. on an uh, injured ankle? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's my point. And like, also, we have the technology to see if someone has a broken bone or a fracture or something. We have x-rays that can, that can, uh, that can uh, pinpoint, sign, like, you know, without a doubt if something is not right. But we don't have that technology for the brain or for emotions. Like, that doesn't exist. We don't have that technology. So, you know what I mean? Like, we don't have the, the science doesn't exist for that technology. Like, oh, you have, to, oh, you have depression. You know, like, that doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You have to talk to a psychologist. You have to talk like to people, and we just want that to be less of a stigma and people to be able to have that conversation if they choose to. And you know, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I feel dumb. I will continue. <laughs> wow, I'm trying to give you some props, and you like attack me. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Sorry. You're gonna praise me or something. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that makes a lot of sense. And it actually just highlights how maybe people should, like myself, think more deeply about issues like this and rather than just like brush it off. So I agree. Yeah, because we don't know. Well, we don't know what's going through the brain, you know? Like, yeah, poor George might not be able to be able to articulate himself well, um, yeah. as well as Kevin Love. Um, also, maybe poor George's mental illness isn't as serious as Kevin Love's as well, but we don't know. We can't, we can't say for sure. Okay, Kane, now that, um, now that you've made me feel like a terrible human being, this has been a very enlightening chat for me. And 
I will. Let me let me just try to look for uh, Myers Leonard's apology letter. What did he say in it? It's not who I am. Jesus. Any comments I've made about Paul George <laughs> or Kevin Love and mental illness and Roy Swite, it's not representative of who I am. <laughs> Some of my best friends have mental illness, and I treat this very seriously. Wait, so you actually said some of my friends are Jews, so I take this very seriously? Maybe he didn't say that. Oh, okay. Uh, but he did say that <laughs> I am going to go look for mental hospitals and then go there and educate myself in that community. Also, Mines Leonard's out of the NBA. Yeah, he's out. He's the, yeah, he's never coming back, man. Let's just be honest. I mean, no one's Isn't looking he? for him. He's anyway. out. He got, he got cut. Like, he, the, Miami paid yeah. him $9 million to keep him on, on the books as a trade chip. Let's just be honest. <laughs> okay. And... I know. And what a trade chip. A trade chip to Houston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For Oladipo. Um, I think next time we record, it's pretty much solidified the playoff standings. Um, so we'll probably know what the seeds are next week or so. So it'll be, yeah. I like this is like, oh, I think two more weeks actually. But yeah, it's like definitely getting down to the, to the end. Actually, I think they announced it. I think the playoff play-in tournament begins oh, May. Oh, I like that. Something, so. Yeah, so I guess a couple more weeks and we'll know the standings and everything. Until next time, folks, please stay safe, stay indoors, wear a mask, get vaccinated. See ya. See ya. for listening to Your MBA Podcast with David and Kane. If you enjoyed our show, please tweet us at Your MBA Podcast.